And welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I'm Jacob. All right, Jacob. Uh, once once a pod mini, uh, now uh, you know boy. trying to trying to graduate to a, from a pod boy to a full fledged pod man here. And in, uh, yeah. in, in Alex's absence, as he's taking an extended hiatus, uh, more for uh, you know. Uh, mental and emotional uh, well-being. He's taking some time away from the pod men because we were yeah. we were driving him crazy. And if we're being honest, it was probably all because of what if. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> probably uh, so. He's living his best life right now. So. All right. Very good. Well, better than this. Probably yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, well, you got wow. something to look forward to there, Jacob. Yeah. Follow and Podman Alex, absolute Alex. I'm sure. I'm sure this will be on a- Alex's resume. <laughs> the podcast. The podcast. I did a podcast <laughs> with a couple of fifty-year-old men talking about nonsense. <laughs> sad, sad stuff. All right. Well, hey, we're glad to have you, uh, Jacob, and uh, let's head over to the newsroom. All right, we do have a little bit of news today. Um, Brian, what what do we have here? We got a few, a little smattering, a little potpourri. We've got, uh, first and foremost, um, we've got... Is is Jacob laughing? (laughs) You need to cue him on when to start the laugh track. Yeah, I know. He's no epic man. The, um, he doesn't know his, he doesn't know the beats. Um, uh, we had, uh... Apparently, the directors confirmed that their first choice for Reed Richards in Multiverse of Madness was uh, someone else entirely. Uh, kind of a, I don't know, it was still stunt casting, but uh, but I don't know. It's uh, I've seen uh, mock-up photos, and I'm like, hey, I, I don't know, this could be okay. Yeah, but when I first initially heard it, I was like, this sounds awful. But uh, Daniel Craig was their first choice to be Reed Richards in uh, Multiverse of Madness. I like That's it. terrible. Why no. is that terrible? Oh, come on. Oh, come on. a terrible story. I, I, you know what? We talked about this the other day. The, last week, we talked about the stunt casting. It's kind of getting old right now. It's getting very old. You know, yeah. It, it, when the Marvel Universe started, it wasn't all stunt casting. I mean, Chris Evans wasn't really famous. You know, Chris uh, Helmsworth wasn't famous at all. And, you know, they just kind of, Scarlett Johansson was not very yep. famous. Yep. So. Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. I mean, he went, from, <laughs> he went from Chris, Chris Hamsworth. Hamsworth. <laughs> you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. But now every time we turn around, they're just—it's just—it's stunt casting and everything. Well, kind of old. And that's what it would have been, right? I mean, the first post uh, Bond uh, um, role for Daniel Craig would have been Reed Richards. Now. Uh, 
there's other things that have been said, and people are taking issue with John Krasinski being Reed Richards. Uh, a lot of people are saying, and 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 Daniel Craig could have nailed this, uh, that uh, their concern with John Krasinski is, I, you know, John Krasinski kind of like created this. Like when when the rumors were that he was up for the role of Captain America and missed out on it, and and then he was like, I'd love to play Reed Richards. I love the Fantastic Four. So he kind of like cast himself into it. And it, and it got legs. But people are really kind of pushing back now because, one, it didn't land. And, two, uh, the concern is can John Krasinski pull off like the uh, – eh, you know, Reed Richards can be kind of a, a douchebag. Well, so can John Krasinski. Yeah, I mean, Jim. Well, Jim, I mean, looking Jim, back at the office, Jim was the villain. Jim is – I mean, if you watch The Office now, he is a complete sociopath. I mean, yeah. he's really weird. I mean, <laughs> he's fucking weird as shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he borders on stalking, and like he comes in between Pam and you know Pam's Roy. boyfriend. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think Jim's a little—he's a real creep in this show. But now, what people are clamoring for, which I would love, is uh, Glenn Howerton as Reed Richards, no. uh, Dennis. Dennis no. on uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. Fantastic. Hey, don't get me wrong. I love Dennis on. You know, sunny Philadelphia, but that is just not—that's just not a role for him. Well, they said that you know uh, he was really close to getting cast as Star Lord for Guardians of the Galaxy. I could see that. That may be got yeah. humor in it, yeah. But I can't see him for Reed Richards. I mean, oh, he I could just, come across as a douchebag. Oh well, no doubt. But Reed Richards ain't just yeah. No, know. he can he can get douchey though. So yeah, I mean, that's right, the point. But. but I just, I kind of like John Krasinski. I don't think it's it's a terrible casting. I mean, you know, I mean, the other, that film he was in just then was not very, it wasn't a. Give him uh, a chance. Yeah, it wasn't a really great portrayal of the uh, character since he died like in 10 minutes, but. (laughs) So, yeah, so we got, uh, so that's the first little bit of news. We've also got, uh. This uh, this should this should uh, soften some of the blow we had uh, about six months ago. But Norm Macdonald filmed a stand up special from home during COVID, and Netflix is planning to air it sometime in June. Uh, we're Netflix. They're just they're just desperate. We'll just play this dead man. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Hopeful movies. Well, it was his. They're saying Norm Macdonald's intention was to of to course. either yeah, release it. Release it if something went bad, or, or or work out the kinks for the material once COVID was over and he could do he could return to stand up. Something went bad. Well, yeah, something went bad. I love Norm Macdonald. Yeah, okay. I did. He was funny, man. We got uh, a little bit more now. This one I've been getting on a rant. PMR just got on a rant on the soapbox about a. Uh, uh, about stunt casting. Uh, so CW, the bloodbath at the CW continues. And I'm, I'm assuming, Brad, this has stuff to do with, uh, you know, HBO Max and Discovery and yeah, where the CW It seems like the they're CW canceling, canceling everything except for Flash, Superman, and Lois, and uh, Archieville or whatever, right? Yeah, Riverdale. Yeah, Archieville. Like, <laughs> everything else has about gotten canceled. So they canceled uh, a couple weeks back. They canceled... Uh, um, uh, Legends of the DC Universe, Legends of DC Universe, um, and then they are Legends. What's it? Is it just Legends? Anyway, yeah. I watch that shit. Uh, they canceled Legends. They've canceled Legends Batwoman. Of Legends of Tomorrow. There it is. They canceled Batwoman, and now they've canceled Naomi. Wow. 
Oh, which no. I know. Hey, oh, me. <laughs> the once glorious Arrowverse has fallen completely. It's fallen completely. The best thing on on is Superman and Lois by far. But uh, that's a really good show. Man, I've had my uh, a mat on for Naomi ever since it started because I read the book and you know Bendis the Bendis promised that she had like a secret lineage and it was going to be a big reveal what her lineage was. And then he introduces her, and she's just a ripoff of, of uh, Starfire. I mean, almost uh, virtually the exact same powers as Starfire. So what's right? her lineage? I thought she was a Wonder Woman ripoff. No, that's your th- no, that's Wonder Girl, the new Wonder Girl. No, Naomi was a Wonder Woman, or was a, 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 a Starfire ripoff. Her power set's almost the exact same. She's living in this this you know mid uh, middle America small town with her parents, and then she finds out that she's adopted, and it's like, well, who's her parents going to be? So, so Bendis used the whole, you know, we the the kill a superhero. You know, announce a superhero like he used the media stuff to parlay this into a TV series. So he did the first 12 issues of Naomi. It was all supposed to be about her lineage and who she was and where she got her powers. And she's just from another dimension. But she's from another dimension and her parents are nobodies in that dimension. But it was all about lineage, lineage. She's a legacy. She's a legacy. No, she's not. Then, so like, but he got the buzz and got the book off the ground with that. Then he took over Justice League and put and shoved her into the Justice League. <laughs> Why not? And so the Justice League, there was a there was a an arc of Justice League to continue her story because her book stopped. And so now, if you're reading Justice League, you're having to read all this stupid shit about Naomi that you don't care about. Uh, well, he went in and he basically said, here's DC's new hot superhero, and she's the newest member of the Justice League, and she got people at CW to, to, to buy in and think they're getting in at the ground floor of this brand new character, and nobody gave a shit. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, nobody and, shit. and it's been like three years. They still haven't resolved her first story arc. <laughs> oh, my Good God. Lord. So it's, I mean... Fuck him! Like that's that's such <laughs> bullshit, man. Like he just he just play he just gamed the whole system to get a TV show, and now you got all these people that uh, you know I, I don't want them out of work, but at the same time it's like eh, this thing was a house of cards to begin with, and nobody could see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet some people saw it. Well, probably. Probably got canceled. But yeah, so that's uh, Naomi's been canceled. All right. Well. Um, and then finally. This PMR is going to love this. Oh, no, there's, I have two more stories. Uh, next to last, the Fast uh, Fast 10 mm-hmm. is, is expanding. Oh, good. Is uh, Dwayne Johnson oh, coming God. back? No. Is the director coming back? No. <laughs> but the Toretto family's expanding. Oh. Uh, yeah, you said something about this. Uh, they've added a new now. The, the film, the the movie's been in production for like a month now, but they've added uh, another uh, another A list actor. PMR loves him from uh, from uh, Amazon Prime's Reacher, Alan Richardson. PMR is not happy about poor, that. you know poor. Uh... Vin Diesel, whatever the latest flavor is, he'll go after it, you know, for, for these movies. I mean, you know what, the, what the, he did with The Rock. I mean, 
Rock was the big thing. Was was a rising star when he kind of cast them in uh, Fast and the Furious and kind of kind of helped most of them, you know. And, and now he's doing the same thing with this guy because this guy's kind of got, gotten some legs because that terrible fucking show. And, Reacher, uh, isn't oh that with John Krasinski? Well, uh, Papa loves no. Reacher. Oh, um, uh, John Krasinski's in uh, Jack Ryan. Oh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Reacher, whatever. So, Jack Reacher. The, um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Alan Richardson. And my one, I'm curious as to who he's going to be because, you know, he's he's jacked. He's got to be from the Toretto bloodline. <laughs> Nobody can have that physique without being a Toretto. I'm hoping it's it's they just age Dominic, uh, Dom's son. They don't even explain it. And it's like, <laughs> it goes from being like eight to, to you know 30. What? It could be him from the future. Oh, Lord. Back. <laughs> if they go into outer space, it could happen, right? Yeah. I'm travel. I'm travel is the next thing. Yeah, there you go. Series 10. So, Alan Richardson. Uh, and then finally, final story. Uh, scroll to it. We got uh, there's some rumors uh, around Ant Man three. Did you read this, PMR? Yeah, I read that. that man, that kind of pisses me off, but whatever. Brad, did you read it? No. Tell me about it. What's what's the rumor? So, the rumors first. First of all, when, when is Ant Man three supposed to come out? Next year. Next year. Okay. February. And uh, the rumor is that uh, Ant Man three is going to end on a uh, pretty uh, sad note. So. Uh, Essentially, uh, Hank Pym dons the uh, Ant-Man suit and gets killed by Kang. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that um, uh, Paul Rudd's Scott Lang ends up paralyzed. Wow. And so Cassie Lang has to take over as the new Ant-Man. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you're, you're basically replacing a charismatic, funny, humor character with... Some just kind of no name actress that's has no personality. He flipped. He flipped. The old flip flop. He, he did it. About he, did, he did a flip. Everyone. Podman Ron is I, very limber. He I just said flipped. it. When I said it, I was like, "Oh shit!" God damn it! I shouldn't have said it. No, but you, you know what I mean. Oh, Paul Rudd is funny in this role, and it's a great role for him. It's you know, it's kind of adds humor to the Marvel Universe and you're going to replace him with his daughter who who doesn't have that. I mean, how do you have know? We, yeah, I was about to say, have we ever really seen her? Other than maybe yeah. two minutes of screen time? There's, that two much? Minutes. There's two minutes in Endgame. She I don't think it was even two minutes. It was, yeah, 30 seconds maybe. So, but yeah. Well, she didn't strike my funny bone. She did not. <laughs> no, nothing about her was good. <laughs> She didn't. She didn't punch up that somber moment with a hilarity. Right. No. What, what? 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 If she would have done a spit take, <laughs> Dad. Yeah, that, she should have done a spit take. That would. And Ron would have been like, "I'm in." Spit take would have been great. She's a perfect replacement. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Wow. So yeah. All right. Uh, well, we'll see. Oh. We'll see. I, I don't like it. I don't like one bit. But. We do have some last minute news for you, Brad. Did oh. you see? I posted. Uh, there, uh, P- Peter Dinklage's Toxic Avenger movie <laughs> has been given an R rating for graphic nudity 
and gore. All right. Mm-hmm. Like Peter Dinklage's little way or something? We're going to see uh, Toxie's little Dinklage. So is he Toxie? I don't. I, oh, I don't okay. know. We don't know. Okay. We don't know. We right. just it's uh, Peter Dinklage is is reviving the Toxic Avenger. I, again, you know, we said it last episode, and we kind of just said it right now. Uh, the Marvel MCU the, is done. I mean, we might as, unless they really pull something out of their ass next year or year after or whatever. It's kind of done. So yeah, give me the trauma verse. Why not? Right. Why not? I mean, you can't I mean, get any got- worse than this. I mean, Marvel mm. is killing off or writing off or whatevering off, <laughs> uh, you know, all of the Avengers. And so now you're left with these characters that no one cares about. And, I mean, again, outside of using Multiverse of Madness to reintroduce a new Iron Man or a new Cap or whatever, it's like, well, I guess... Yeah, uh, if you're not but planning on replacing e- Iron Man, I guess, oh, yeah. fuck it. That's all you got. But I don't want to see that either. I <clears> right, that right. Another, we've already seen that story, you know? And, I mean, it's kind of boring. The problem but, is, it's like Feige, it's like he he read the trade paperbacks, like the essential Marvel trade, pa- pa- trade paperbacks from the 60s and 70s, and then he skipped the 80s <laughs> and the 90s, which 90s fine, and then went straight to like the uh, the mid twenty two thousands for for source material, but like you've got characters that like the Nova should have should be well established at this point. Yeah, There's no right, reason right. we haven't gotten over yet, right? Uh, she Hulk should have come way before now, yeah. but they put all these Eternals in, in humans, all this garbage in the middle. And so you've got storylines that have wrapped, storylines that will be wrapping with Ant-Man 3 and Guardians uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Thor 4, right? I mean, so all this stuff's coming to a crescendo, and you don't have, like, that that middle – they should have had it in waves where it's like, okay, you've got, like if, – if Cap's leaving, you've, you've established other characters. And I guess, I mean, they, Black Panther's not their fault. But even <laughs> or if – is it? Well, <laughs> but here's said recast it, but you know, yeah, I know. Even his brother said recast it. Yeah, so I'd say, uh, he take a slip down a you know a cliff and had to have facial reconstruction. Oh, don't <laughs> tease. Good for days of our lives. <clears throat> That's going to come up later in the podcast for another uh, another review. But yeah, but <laughs> even if you did this, they to Brad's point, like they painted themselves in a corner because. They, they these things ended. They they picked the wrong heroes to try and uh, for Phase Four. They picked the wrong right. properties for Phase Four, well, and they killed all the bad guys. Yeah, all, so anybody, nobody's returning. Nobody's returning. So and, and it would have been at least if you had if you hadn't killed all the bad guys, you could have had all of these fledgling heroes like going towards facing the masters of evil. But you killed everybody. <laughs> yeah. So you could have used, you know, treat it like bring on the bad guys. Use the bad guys to prop up the new heroes. But nope, the bad guys are dead, and we haven't re-signed any of the oh, the, the right. phase one, two, or three characters. Well, so you've got this lull. They've gone from, you know, the the classic heroes, and like you said, they've skipped this whole generation of stuff, and we're now into the woke stuff. We're into the, you know. The female Thor and the female Hawkeye and the you know, female Captain, America, Captain America, 
I mean, we're we and I know, and I'm fine with all of that, but it seemed like we should have kind of more gradually got up to it instead of all of a sudden we're just we just skipped a whole big well we gap. we skipped so the thunderbolts thunderbolts nova nova is classic i mean that is such an easy they, they had already introduced the the galactic stuff for right. guardians of the galaxy the nova core would have been fantastic but what they introduced with it in guardians was just terrible i mean they they look stupid and that's not who they are or how they are um I mean, there was just a lot that they just skipped over that they could have done. But, you know, even a decent Luke Cage and Iron Fist, you know, instead of that stupid Netflix show, they could have really done something with them. Yeah. But, oh, you, you know, know what? What I find it hard to believe is that as it, it does make you kind of think like, OK, is Feige... Feige was heralded as, and still is heralded as a genius or, you know, putting together the universe and all that kind of stuff. And maybe he just kind of lucked into it because you would think that someone that is world building and putting or universe building, they would have known that, hey, we're going to try to get those Fox assets at some point. That may be five years from now, but go ahead. Somebody needs to start working on a script for X-Men and a script for Fantastic Four and seeding that shit in, you know, and maybe they have, and we won't find out, but it's almost like you would have thought that somebody would have been working on those scripts to where as soon as those got, they got the rights, they could be like, boom, all right, let's go into casting or, you know, or whatever. Uh, but instead, well, they're already how many years behind? Like we said, right? Three. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's been three years since they bought Fox, and we are nowhere near an X Men movie. Like they should have gone and said, you know what? Uh, we'll get fa- we'll get to Fantastic Four. Right, right. Let's start right. But X Men X Men is is got to go now. Yeah, like put everything towards X Men. Right. Uh, well, you've got to have Wolverine. I think the problem with this phase is with the first three phases, you had everything lit was leading to always an Avengers team. So, right. you, you know, you had Iron Man movies and Thor movies and Captain America movies. And then along came Black Panther, which was part of the Avengers and uh, Miss Mar, Captain Marvel. So you had all these shows that were leading into a team of Avengers. Now it just seems like everything is just like there's nothing. There's Shang-Chi over here and there's. Moon Knight over there, and well, we got She-Hulk going to be coming, and humans are out there somewhere, and everything's just scattered, and it's, it's just there's no, there's nothing that it's brings it all together. together. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, yeah. But they they started the universe as their own studio and got built, got bought by Disney, but Phase One was already mapped out before Disney got involved, right? And 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 now Disney. And Marvel is becoming everything we hated about DC. Right. Oh yeah. It's, it's getting scattered. I mean, it's it's scattered. Reel it in. I mean, and it's and it's directing by committee. Well, that's why I was shocked to hear him say that. You know, there's not going to be another Avengers movie or team. And it's like, well, how you've got to bring this stuff together, or or it's people are going to lose interest in it. I mean, and I know we'll get the Moon Knight in a little bit, but. And there were aspects of that show I did like, but for the most part, I thought that was kind of a mess. So, well, and Disney just posted a one billion dollar loss uh, for the uh, for the quarter because of licensing issues. 
You would think so. So if they're if if they're if they're losing money, but they've got these these golden calf, uh, you know, properties, and they're like, ah, we just we're just not going to use them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, why would you not use them? Same I mean, thing as as Discovery and and uh, HBO Max and Warner Brothers. They're like, we're like, we don't give a shit. We don't care if you if if you were moving away from Superman. We're putting Superman back in the forefront. He's our biggest. He's like one of our. He's our biggest IPs. You don't relegate it. He's going to get a movie. He's going to get. We're going to put product behind Superman because he's our Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so. just, I just feel like uh, yeah, Marvel. <laughs> they could have really just kind of. Uh, I don't know where they're going. I mean, I guess they're going for this Kane time, you know, multiverse thing, but it's all over the place and. I don't know. I think they they needed to to focus down a little bit. You know, maybe maybe do the Midnight Suns like we talked about and go for a magical, more magic aspect in the supernatural realm of the Marvel universe. Universe with Ghost Rider and Blade and you know the vampires and stuff. Um, just something. I mean, I just think everything's just kind of just scattered. Well, and here's right here's another problem with going with a uh, a time based story arc, right? Right. That's the way phase three ended. We already jumped around in time. Right. Right. So now we're going to jump around in time and multiverses. Right. But they're going to jump through these multiverses and never run into another Iron Man. And right. never going to run into right. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Right. They're going to jump around these other universes and never run into Captain America again. All that does is just make it less believable, too. <laughs> it's like you're putting you're putting the storytelling in a box because you said, I. The mandate is no more Cap, no more Iron Man. Right. Well, in all, in all honesty, I mean, if you look at Endgame, I mean, if you, if you go by the rules of time travel in the Marvel Universe, they didn't save anything. They just went over to another – they created another – Timeline. Timeline. Yeah, timeline. So, you know, those heroes are still dead in their original timeline. <laughs> no. Wow. Well, speaking of which, I think that's going to lead us over to our next segment. Jacob, this is the the all important uh, segment of in memoriam. We have uh, a couple uh, of a couple of celebrity deaths that we're mourning. No, we only have one. We, we... Wow! Oh, man. Wow! Fred Ward is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> no, I'll Jeez. be honest with you. Okay, we can go. We can talk about Fred Ward. Okay, man. he's going to allow us. I, I don't even know who the fuck he was. <clears throat> I read an article on on Facebook that yeah, was actually Remo Williams. Right. <laughs> even though I posted it, even though said, Brian put hey, it in, Remo Williams yeah. died, and he put you no, no, put no, up the the trailer. Yes, died. you. He did. Yeah, he put. He had he the post. He tra- said Fred Ward died, and I thought then Fred Ward already died, but that was another Fred. Whoever he is, yeah, that was Fred from. Uh, that was Fred Willard. Flintstone. <laughs> Fred Willard died, so it wasn't Fred Ward. So I was like, okay, I don't know who the fuck that is. So I quit reading. Yep, there you go. That's, so I posted, that's, a, that's I posted the trailer. Yep. He said who, and I said Remo Williams. Right. To which none of these things. But then he found it on, on Facebook. It was shocked. <laughs> and he tells us, "Did you guys know Fred Ward died?" A scream is heard from the nor- nerdatorium. No, it was. Uh, did you believe Remo Williams died? Yeah. 
At any rate. Back in the 80s, because the movie, you remember Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Yes. And and ended. And ended. And ended. Uh, So, yeah, so Fred Ward passed away just a few days ago of this recording. Uh, Most people outside of Podman are on. No, most people know him from Tremors, uh, the Tremors Mm -hmm. universe, as well as the Remo Williams universe. Very very small, but still. No. And he was in the right stuff. He was as in well. a lot of stuff, yeah. <laughs> Including the yeah, right he's been stuff. in a ton of stuff. He's a utility actor. A well, utility actor. He was in Remo Williams. He was Remo Williams. He was Remo Williams. Do you guys know? remake Remo Williams. Well, I've got a whole dissertation on it if you're ready. Or do we want to, do you want to save it until you can, uh, you can talk about the your it? other in memoriam? Is yeah. there, well, yeah, we certainly can't talk about it right now. Uh, is there, Brian, you went back and rewatched it, Brian? Re- re- I rewatched it up. Where did, yeah. where did you find it? Did you, did you have to uh, buy the uh, DVD? No, it's on Tubi for free. Oh, what? all right. Tubi for free. See, I went and watched uh, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, which I didn't know the backstory of some of this stuff, but do you, and you guys may. I doubt it, though. Do you know what uh, Remo Williams was based on? It was a book. Uh, it was a book series. He was uh, it's called the American Bond. James Bond. You do? No, no, it was yeah, it was like a, it was a bunch of, it was a uh, bunch of books. A hundred and twelve novella. They say books, but it's a hundred and twelve novellas around, about Remo Williams, right? That's cool. So one hundred twelve. So he's kind of like the like, uh, and they started in like nineteen thirty three. So it's kind of like um, uh, Doc Savage a little bit, yeah, right? You know that kind of thing. Um, but they, they got nuts. He took on vampires. He took on aliens. I mean, they got they got out there before it was all said and done. But like you said, PMR, he was supposed to be the American James Bond. Brad said that, but yes, sure. oh, okay. sorry, Brad said credit. that. Give him credit. <laughs> but yeah, he was supposed to be the American James Bond, and to the point that they threw everything behind it. Not only did they name the movie, you know, Remo Williams. Uh, the adventure begins. They hired the director for two movies, and they had already slotted uh, the second chapter for '87 to come out in '87. Um, it was a Dick Clark production, so Dick Clark was one of the main producers of the movie. 112 bucks. It starred Fred Ward, right? Uh, Joel Gray as Chiun, the the master, right? The master, the Wilford Brimley. Was like their M, right? Kate Mulgrew was the love interest. Oh, she was the honeypot. So so uh, hot. So uh, smoker's voice. She didn't have it yet. Give me a kiss. She didn't have it yet. No, no. That I guess I guess she smoked a lot in the late eighties, early before uh, in late uh, early nineties before Voyager started. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, Joel Gray from Cabaret. Right, silver right. spoons, silver spoons, cabaret. He was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, Joel Gray was Boom. in silver spoons. Best of the West. Joel Gray. I think it's somebody. Else. No, you're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Are you thinking of the dad in silver spoons? <laughs> yes, yeah, he is. That's not his. Ne- that's, that's not the same Joel Gray. That's Joel Gray. It's not the same Joel Gray. Well, yeah, it's not. Joel Gray's over there. I mean, well, really, there's only one because nobody else would have thought of the dad from <laughs> silver spoons. spoons. Yeah. So, but yeah, Joel Gray from Cabaret, uh, and he, uh, uh, but yeah, they 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 hired him to play a Korean martial arts master, 
So you know, you got your your white your uh, whitewashing, whitewashing of uh, yeah racial prologue. They and they didn't they uh, never considered anybody else. The producer said they tried to find a Korean actor, but just couldn't. So they couldn't hired find Joel one Gray with the, with the ambiance. <laughs> Of uh, Joel Gray, yeah. <laughs> Joel Gray. Uh, so uh, yeah, Joel, and apparently Joel Gray repeatedly turned the role down, and they kept throwing more money at him until he finally took it. But uh, they were nominated for a uh, for an Oscar for the special effects because of the makeup oh, they had to do Joel to make Gray. Joel Gray look like he was he was Asian. Okay, but uh, I gotta say, Chiun is a great character, man. Like uh, uh, very uh, uh, really uh, fun fact known to tell is Joel Gray played the devil in the final episode of Dallas. Oh, that's right. Of Dallas, Joel Gray. Yeah, because the whole thing with because uh, uh, it was uh, Jr. Remember Jr. It was the fight for Jr.'s soul. I don't the remember final, the, this part of Dallas. Oh, it okay, was the final episode. Fun fact to tell. Joel Higgins was the dad. Ah, Joel Higgins, there you go. Uh, you go. Uh, Sorry, of course. But yeah, the uh, uh, the oh, so anyway, the they were they were all in on the movie. They hired uh, Guy Hamilton to direct the first two movies. Do you know what uh, other films Guy Hamilton directed? <laughs> no idea. Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, and The Man with the Golden Gun. Wow. So they knew oh, what they, they brought, were doing. Yep, they brought in the scriptwriter for Moonraker to 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 write the script. Ah, there, that's where they went right. wrong. <laughs> so, and then you even had like your uh, your like uh, James Bond type villain. Remember the guy with the diamond tooth? No, PMR. I, no, we'll have I to don't. go back. They and were watch caught this. in this. Yeah, go back and watch this. Good, but the guy's got a golden tooth, and like I so, just remember them fighting on the scaffold. Of, yes. Uh, no, 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 that was yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. It was both. Oh, it was Remo Williams. Oh, okay. Wow. It was both. They copied it from Remo Williams. They did copy it from Remo Williams. But yeah, so it was during the re- the um, refurbishment of the Statue of Liberty was when it was filmed. Yeah. Well, it was released in 86, but the refurbishment was like 82 to 86. Uh, but yeah, it was released in 85, I think. But uh, when the movie came out, uh, it's... I, it didn't come in. I think it didn't even break the top five. And when it released in October of '85, it was it only beat Back to the Future. It only beat Back to the Future by a hundred thousand dollars. And Back to the Future had been out for fifteen weeks. Ah. Jeez. <laughs> so it uh, that killed any chances of it getting a sequel. I actually enjoyed that movie when it came out. I, I enjoyed it when I watched it today. Yeah, I don't know why everybody's fucking deal with it. I mean, it's hokey, but it, but honestly, you know, if I if you give if I had to choose between the dialogue of Rebo Williams and the dialogue in Multiverse of Madness, I'll take the dialogue over wow. Rebo Williams. <laughs> Uh, the, my favorite. My, all right, this is my favorite line from it. 1986 audience. They didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. No. When, when, exactly. And so Remo Williams essentially, he, he they, uh, he, they, he's a police officer. They think he dies. <laughs> they, they reconstruct his face. Right. And he's like, "What'd you do to my face?" And they're like, "Well, uh, we, uh, you were real ugly before." And I'm like, "This is Frank uh, Frank Ward. He's still ugly now. He's like, if that's the <laughs> if that's the step up." Um, but like the guy that like uh, brings him in, he goes, uh, uh, all I can promise you is terror for breakfast, pressure for lunch and aggravation for sleep. Wow. Your, your vacations will be two minutes 
when you're not looking over your shoulder. And if you live to draw a pension, it'll be a miracle. Wow. That's dialogue. That's dialogue, man. Well, we can only hope that Damn. if they decide to revamp it and everything, maybe Joel Higgins can play the uh, the master. Well, there's a little bit of extra. Did you guys know that there was a TV sequel? I don't recall no. that. Of Reed Williams. All right. So uh, they. You, you know, yeah, we do have another. We do have someone else in yeah. memoriam that we may want to talk I know. About. I know. Let me see this one tidbit. One yes. tidbit. So because it's Dick Clark production, this thing had legs, man. And so they they reshot they they shot a sequel TV series pilot, and they recast uh, Rebo Williams, and they uh, they couldn't get Joel Ray again, so they had to recast uh, uh, Chiun. Uh, would you like to know who they recast now? Now they've had more time to find a Korean actor at this point, <laughs> right? Because this this happened in uh, this was like eighty nine. Okay. So they had they had four years to find a Korean actor. Do you know who they cast as Chiun Mr. in Miyagi. the TV? Hmm? Nope. Who? PMR? George Takai? Roddy McDowell. Sounds about right. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they cast Roddy McDowell. That's pretty terrible. And yeah. they, uh, did, yeah. they shopped it to all the networks. Nobody wanted to buy the pilot. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> Dick Clark, because of uh, his, his partnership... ABC, right? ABC agreed to air it, but they buried it. They aired it, aired it right before the 1989 Republican National Convention. <laughs> so, like the, the the Republican National Convention started at eight, and I think they showed this at seven. Aww. and so so it, it, it died. That's somebody you've never heard of. Uh, oh. So, but yeah. So all in all, we will Take miss Fred Ward. Yeah, I'm telling you. Of, of of some of the shitty movies I've watched for this podcast, this one is Not it was bad. pretty enjoyable. I love the Rainbow Williams. It was a great fucking movie, man. Yeah. So next, I want to watch Jim Cotta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to, uh, I think what we wanted to get to in memorial, other than Fred Ward, who we will miss Buku's evidently. Uh, but finally, it's finally happened. PMR had to take the the week off work. I think. Uh, George Perez, uh, I think everybody's favorite artist, and certainly uh, uh, Jacob, uh, you're wearing a George Perez-type shirt right now, actually, in memorial. Look at that. Finally passed away. He was, uh, he was not doing too good. Finally. <laughs> because we've been touting it each week on the podcast. Yeah, you felt like you wanted him like. Wow. <laughs> Guess who's Deadpool geez. is blowing up. Uh, so yeah, so he's been uh, in bad condition for a while and uh, went home and uh, passed away peacefully in his sleep, surrounded by he his did. loved ones. So George Perez. Uh, he wasn't surrounded by me. I wish I would have been there. Yeah, you should have been that. there. You know, well, you still could. When when I when I started collecting comic books, I I can remember distinctly. I, I my first issue of Avengers. It was issue one thirty nine, and then about one forty, and then the blurb on the issue at the last panel it said new artist coming next issue. Mm. So, the new artist was issue 141 of Avengers was George Perez. I was seven years old. And from 
that whole run in the 70s, he, he did it from 141 to got up to 200, actually. Um, there was there was gaps in it that there was, you know, two or three issues. Because back in the 70s, they didn't really, you know, they they would have gaps in their runs because they got behind deadlines and stuff. But, you know, I fell in love with his art then. And then after issue 200, he jumped over to DC Comics. Teen and, Titans. Yeah, and, which I never read anything DC Comics. I was always a Marvel man. I didn't even read Batman back then. I just strictly Marvel, but Brad, you remember we? I mean, we were uh, we were kids then, and uh, he started the new Teen Titans, and we yep. both bought number one for that, um, and it was fantastic. And I mean, his art and everything about the new Teen Titans was what made me get on jump onto the DC bandwagon, and his art was fantastic. I mean, he made Robin. A cool character. Who, Even you know, when Robin, Robin was, had the short shorts. Yeah, I mean, he had the short shorts, little booty, little elf booties, but he made Robin, like, kick ass in, like, his own character. I mean, he stood out. And, uh, you know, he, he that his, his whole run of Teen Titans lasted until, like, I don't know, issue 50, 60. I mean, it was a long run. Um, you know, he created Cyborg. He created Starfire. He created, you know, Raven. Um Who's responsible for all of that? Jericho. Then, you know. Panther. <laughs> Tara. 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 Deathstroke. I love Tara, man. Deathstroke. Death, oh Taskmaster. Oh, if I recall oh, correctly. Taskmaster. Yeah, he did Taskmaster, yeah. I mean, he uh, he created all these characters. And then Triathlon. Know, I finally got my wish. <laughs> what I was going to say, I finally got my wish back in the late 90s that he jumped back onto Avengers and did another, you know, 36 issues of you know, when Marvel uh, Heroes Reborn uh, did the Avengers, he, 36 issues of that, and it was just fantastic art. And, uh, you know, uh, what, 40 years, he's been, my, he's been my favorite artist. So I had a chance to meet him at Dragon Con. Very nice guy. He's been his hall pass for 40 years. He uh, he passed away. So that was it. That's my. So there you go. So, uh, I mean, and you also got a um – a vision drawing from him, or, or the big a, three, or what actually, did you get? I actually, I actually got two drawings from. Him. I got a vision drawing. You know, I'm staring at it right now. Back in 1999 is when he dated it. So I got that at Dragon Con. I think I paid 20 bucks for that. That's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, it really is. And then uh, back in, it was like the year uh, about 2000, like the year after. I went up to him again, and uh, I gave him I gave him three hundred bucks. I asked him <laughs> asked him if he could do a if he could do three uh, the big three for three hundred bucks because that's the the standard was he would do a full size figure for a hundred bucks. He'd do the headshots for twenty, but he'd do a full size for you for a hundred bucks. So I said, "Well, can you do the big three for me for three hundred? And he was like, sure, but I can't do it at this convention. Such a precocious child. I can't turn that down. Well, he was like, I can't do it. I don't don't have time, but, you know, I'll get it done and mail it to you. So I gave him the 300 bucks. And honest to God, it was months. I I thought, I'm never going to see this. You know, son of a bitch. Forgotten all about it. Yeah, you know. Can't wait for him to die. He's cheated me, you know. He should rot in hell. I guess it was like six months later. Um, I get it. I get it in the mail, and I mean, it's, it's probably the. It was beyond what I thought 
he was going to do for me. I mean, it was really the uh, amazing piece of art that he did for me. So, uh, yeah, so it's been it's kind of rough to know that, you know, you're, we're in the age right now that all our heroes are kind of kind of dropping off. So kind of sucks. So. He was a good artist and uh, a better person. So yeah, everybody seemed to. Uh, no one said has anything bad to say about George Perez, right? I mean, everybody said that he's always yeah. the nicest guy, and you know, maybe not so much about Neil Adams, who passed away a few months ago or, or so. Uh, another great artist, but again, George Perez. No one ever had a, a bad thing. I, I was watching nah. YouTube videos and interviews and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, anyways, it, it's uh, yeah, it's sad. And again, he, as Podman Ron said, he went from Marvel, DC, Marvel, Boom Comics. He did independent Cross stuff. In. What's that? Cross Gen. Cross Gen. Yeah, he oh did some. God. He did Cross some other man. stuff that again, art phenomenal, storyline maybe not so much. Well, but, you know, and right before he jumped back over to uh, Avengers after Heroes Were Born, you know, he was working on that uh, New Teen Titans with. Uh, <laughs> The de-aged uh, oh, yeah. Adam yeah. and uh, all those characters. And, uh, yeah. That was Dan Jurgens writing that. that was it was Jurgens writing, but Perez art. The art was good. It was just, you know, and I've always liked the fact that they've included that shitty era in in uh, Titans mythology, you know, and I think they killed most of those. Yeah, they know? killed one just uh, about a year ago. And then they made one go totally psycho. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you can be there for for the memorial, PMR, next Sunday. I know. Brad would have jumped out on me. I know. Well, I just I prefer to mourn mourn uh, by myself. No, Privately. I'm just sweating nerds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sweating so. nerds that are going to be all <laughs> sobbing and everything. Uh, I'd rather just... Stay at home and look through some comics myself and remember. But again, you know, not that we want to spend less time on George Perez than we do on Fred Ward, of course. But I <laughs> still don't know how the fuck that happened. Fred Ward finally died. That's, we should have ended it right there. <laughs> I remember Fred Ward. I know. He has the longest. I mean, this is longer I, than Betty White's. Uh, anyway. Um, so uh, George Perez, he did uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Again, well, let's start. Uh, yeah. Avengers, huge not, influence. How not even talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths? Huge Earth. influence on Avengers. And, uh, again, you talk about stuff that we grew up with, Podman Ron, uh, Beast and Wonder Man. I mean, that combination oh. of and, – and granted, he didn't write everything. Marv Wolfman, right? Yeah, Marv Wolfman was the writer yeah, on but, much of this stuff. But he had an influence you know on what? His, his beast was the definitive beast. Yeah, totally. I mean, no one could do the beast, and they ruined the beast since then. I mean, but that, that, the Avengers wasn't Wolfman; it was uh, Roy Thomas, right? Yeah, yeah. There we go. But but in general, I was just saying that Perez did do writing. He wasn't yeah. the primary writer in a lot of the stuff that he did. Um, except for Wonder Woman, right? So we'll, we'll get to But he had a, his art had such an influence on the characters and what burned into your brain as being, like oh, you said, yeah. Beast was that was that happy-go-lucky with the Wolverine haircut, so yep. big in the He'd 80s. hang them from the ceiling, you know. Reading a book or whatever, little, yeah. Yeah, you know, and he kind of like how artists do Spider-Man, just put 
come everywhere, and that's what they did with him. What what Perez did with them, right? And uh, God, he made the character fantastic, and like you said, it. And I think it was all actually his art that kind of put him and Wonder Man together. That you know, writers picked up on and, right. and kept doing it that way. So. Yeah. So Avengers, huge influence over to Teen Titans, which again recreated these, this group and these characters from the 60s, 70s, or whatever, right? 60s. Yeah. Moved back, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I know I'm probably skipping over some stuff here, but a huge no, influence of crisis, crisis man. Yeah, and was... and the, the you know the amount of detail for, for those who don't know, and you should definitely go look up George Perez. Uh, known for group comics more than anything else because he could draw with such detail, and everybody looked a little bit different. They weren't just the same old like. God forgive, you know, Rob Liefeld characters that all look alike, or even Jim Lee characters that kind of all right. look alike. Again, Jim Lee, great artist, but no George Perez, right? No. no. Or at least that's the way no, we were. not at all. That, uh, there is nobody to me that could draw like George Perez. I mean, just... Except for Phil Jimenez. Yeah. He's pretty <laughs> Jimenez, yeah. He is fantastic. He's, he's fantastic, too. And, and I will say John Byrne's good, but... Yeah. You know, John Byrne's got a certain style, but he can never touch the, the group aspect of, like, George Perez. Did. Yeah, Perez has so much detail in everything, and his the cover of uh, of Crisis, where Supergirl dies and Superman's holding her oh, and everything, yeah. that's been kind of parody, parodied or, or honored or whatever, mimicked all over oh, the place just, and, and everywhere, yeah. Right. Um, and oh, then yeah. what else? Oh, uh, he, well, he started off, but I don't think he finished. But he started off the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Or Infinity, yeah, exactly whatever right. it was, yeah. Infinity War. Infinity. War. Yeah, I've got, I've got Infinity War and um, uh, Crisis triple signed um, and graded. So I'm good. curious as to what those will be worth. Oh crap! Oh, Shooter's going to be at a. Uh, um, Thir- uh, Wednesday, he's going to be at a Coliseum of Comics. He'll be at Megacom, but he's also going to be at Coliseum. Uh, Wednesday, Ah, so. Uh, and then you know, again, just to tell, going back to George, uh, Wonder Woman. He kind of helped redefine Wonder Woman in the nineties. Yeah. Was it nineties? I guess no, eighties. Eighties. Okay. It was right after Infinity Crisis. And that was kind of a passion project from his that he had this storyline that he wanted to bring in the you know the different guides and all that kind of stuff and kind of re revamp that character and I think he stayed on that for quite a while. Um, yeah, his art's beautiful in that. I mean, it's yeah. Well, and it's kind of like to what you're saying, Brad. Like as far as the team book stuff goes, you had Kirby was kind of known for the team book stuff, and he could draw the characters, you know, distinctly, and they didn't all look like the same type character. Uh, and then, yeah, then it was kind of like a lost art form until Perez came along. Right. So, so, Jacob, what's your fondest memory of George Perez art? I uh, read Infinity War and Infinity Crisis. We got my, my Crisis painting. Also, yeah, the Crisis painting is fantastic. You guys remember that? I mean, that was at the same con where you got that, that uh, he was working on it, right, at uh, Dragon Con. Um, he had that huge panel, and he was drawing all of these characters. And I think it's the poster I've got, right, the poster that used to be at the shop. Um, I think because uh, he was working on it when we were there, and then it came out about a year later because he drew all the characters 
and then Alex Ross painted it. Right. Right. For the, uh, it was for the, um, it's been, it's probably not, I guess 96. Cause it was like the, uh, the 10th anniversary. Right. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I don't remember him working on that at Dragon. Oh Con. yeah. He was working on it at Dragon Con while we were there. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, and then, and then he turned it over to Alex Ross and Alex Ross painted it. But on this piece of art, there's, I mean, it's, it's a poster that's, I think it's five feet long. It's been like three feet tall. Um, but it's got, if I remember right, it's got over 300 characters on it. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, all penciled by him. And when, and I remember when he was doing it, it was huge. It was, it was bigger than this. I mean, it, when he was drawing it, he had the thing there right. and it was like eight feet long yeah. that he was drawing on. Man. So he'll be missed. Yes, he will be. There'll never be another one like him. Like I said, you know, it's like you said, Brad, that you've never heard a bad thing about him because I mean, he was great to his fans. I mean, he, he wouldn't, he was truly like, you know, engaging with them, you know, he, he was humble by them and, and, you know, wasn't an asshole to them, wasn't short with them, you know, I mean, just a, just a really well, nice he, guy. He loved being at the cons, too. Like, if they were doing a costume contest, he was always, like, the guest, you know, judge. If the the Sanford Theater, because um, he lived in Sanford, Florida, but the Sanford Theater, he would do, like uh, like, posters and stuff for their plays and stuff for free. Like, he would... Uh, he was he was always like a um, like gave back and like all about the the community and stuff. So yeah, he was always a cool guy. Well, he will so. be missed more than Fred Ward. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> as he should be. As he should be. <laughs> and I still need to take a day off for him. You know, I haven't, I you haven't taken that take day off yet. Well, you you earned it. You could take. Uh, you should take Friday off and go to the uh, memorial for uh, Sunday man. night. Yeah, well, Brad, let's go. Let's go. Let go. All right. Well, speaking yeah. of let's go, do we? We're not talking about any movies right now. We need to go to the TV world. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. All right. Well, I've got some movies to talk about when we get there. Oh, uh, uh, well, we're huh? I've got a movie to talk about. I put it on the back burner last week. So, what, what movie did we? Oh, what was it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh. Okay. He all hasn't right. seen it. I haven't seen it yet, no. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it either, but he wants to talk about it, so let's go to the movie. All right, the the best multiverse movie of the year. Oh. If you see one multiverse movie of the year, it should be this one, right, Brian? Yeah, skip Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and watch Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, uh, it's a fantastic film. Fantastic film. It's gotten a lot of buzz, right? People, yep. I think it's got like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's well-deserved. Uh, but, yeah, it star- stars uh, Michelle Yeoh. Love her. Right? Um from uh Jesus everything Star Trek uh from uh um Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon Bond girl she's a Bond girl everything right so um Shang-Chi Shang-Chi uh but yeah everything everywhere all at once it stars Michelle Yeoh and a returning mm-hmm. um oh what's his name uh Kwan who played Data and short round in Goonies and uh, Indiana Jones back in the eighties. 
And he walked. Yeah, he walked. He's, he hasn't been in a film in 30 years. He walked away from Hollywood because he said there wasn't there wasn't good parts for for Asian uh, uh, Asian American actors. Thanks and so to he Joel Gray. Thanks to that fucking Joel Gray. Fucking Joel <laughs> Gray. And then Ronnie McDowell. Years and then later. Ronnie McDowell. Yeah. Well, can I can I just interrupt real quick? I, you know, if I if somebody would have asked me, hey, are th- are these two those two same kids and Goonies and Indiana Jones? I'd probably be like, yeah, it is. But until you actually until I read that about him being in everything, I was like, oh, I didn't know that was the same kid. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I've never I thought about it too much to say, oh, what are these? Uh, these are these actors, but I, I just figured that the Indiana Jones kid just kind of popped up and and left, but uh, I, I didn't realize he was the same kid from Goonies. Yeah, I mean, I think those were two huge movies, kind of back to back in the eighties, right. right? So uh, the and it's also starring James Hong, who from uh, um, uh, oh my god, the uh, what. Uh, Big Trouble, Little China. Big Trouble, Little China, right? Uh, Who just turned ninety four and also just got his uh, walk on the or his star on the walk, uh, the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, right? And Jamie Lee Curtis. So, (laughs) but token uh, white person, a token white person. The uh, so the movie uh, focuses on they own a they own a laundromat. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, Evelyn Wang, and. Kihu uh, Kwan is Wayman Wang, their their husband and wife. They have a uh, college age daughter. They run a laundromat. Uh, they're behind on their taxes, and uh, they go. They get. It's just the hustle and bustle of their life, and then the multiverse starts to bleed into their lives, and you realize that in this universe, yeah, she settled and married this guy. Uh, but in other universes, she became a martial arts actress. She studied martial arts and became an actress. So it's almost like it's it's the Michelle Yeoh, right? Is is a part is is canon with the multiverse uh, or with the this multiverse. The um, in another universe, she becomes a scientist, and that's kind of the universe that that's starting all this is. Uh, she becomes a scientist and her experiment starts to untether the universe, untether the multiverse. And that's where everything, the walls start to, to break down and things start to bleed over between the, the different universes. Um, there was, some, uh, but there's a, it's a ton of martial arts, right? So this is like the, uh, it's if you took uh, a sci-fi movie and added like the, the action of, Kung Fu Hustle. That's right. that's where kind of where this movie meets. Okay. Um, and then it just gets batshit crazy. So it's in three chapters, right? The first chapter is everything, right? And that goes for about forty five minutes. And then it's everywhere. Okay. And that's when she starts jumping into the different multiverses, right? Uh, and it's kind of there's a kind of interesting uh, um, how they. It's kind of like the Matrix, you know. It's like with the Matrix where you got to take the the pill for them to find you in the Matrix and pull you out. Uh, for them to find you and get you into the universe you need to be in, uh, you have to do something that was completely un like something nobody would ever think to do. Like uh, like one part, she has to uh, she has to uh, give herself like paper cuts 
like in all of the webbings of her fingers. Like nobody would ever do that intentionally. And she has to give herself four paper cuts so they can be like, wait, that's an anomaly. Wait, there she is. So they can pull her out and send her somewhere else. Um, But uh, really good martial arts, uh, really good story. It's crazy. And it's, it's also very, very funny. It's, it's, uh, it's if you took parts of a sci-fi movie with Kung Fu Hustle and then kind of like the, the comedy and sort of sense of humor of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That's where the movies, uh, it's very, very good. It's very, very good. Yeah, I do want to watch that. So, yeah, everything is for chapter one. Everywhere is where she starts jumping. And then all at once is like the the multiverse is like uh, it's paper thin, the walls, and everything's happening at the same time. So, very good film. All right. Well, I what can't wait to purchase it. Uh-oh, I will give it a five out of five. It. Wow. Okay. I'll purchase this one. All right. So, <laughs> five out of five. That's impressive. I may purchase oh, it as nice. well. I may blind buy it. So good. There's one part. There's one part. Well, there's two. There's two parts that are so out of this, uh, like so bizarre. Uh, there's one universe where uh, everyone just has uh, hot dog fingers. Yes. And it, and it flashes back, and it shows kind of like the uh, um, uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, like the the monkeys scene. Right. But it shows like a monkey with like hot dog fingers bashing in the skull of a monkey that has normal fingers. And so, the, so that's the only explanation you got. And now that whole universe, they all have hot dog fingers. Weird. It's fantastic. It sounds out there. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah, everything everywhere all at once. All right. When's it? Uh, I see it's available on pre-order, but I don't see when it's uh, coming out on, on streaming. Yeah, it's, it, and I think it's is it Fox Searchlight? It's uh, it's definitely it's Artisan. I know that it might be AMC Artisan. Yeah, it's Artisan. Yeah, we may uh, not get it. it. So it may be on August twenty fourth. Oh no, no, A twenty four Studio. A twenty four Studio. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it may not it may not get fast tracked to streaming like you know Batman was. Right, right. But it's well worth uh, the wait and the purchase. All right. So very good. Podman Ron, do you, you have go. any, any, any movies that uh, you've been watching recently? I do, do not. Nothing. Try to think. It feels like I've, <laughs> my kids watched uh, who's Harry Crom. Uh, that's kind what of more of a retro <laughs> with uh, uh, what's his face. I can't even think of the guy, John Candy. Um, now we did watch on Netflix the uh, the Adam Project. That's yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. Okay, it's sort of like what if uh, Deadpool met Gamora with Hulk, and there was somebody else in it, right? Another superhero. What? Uh, oh my gosh, who else was in it? Uh, oh wait, who was the mom? Who was the mom? Oh, anyway. oh uh, Electra. Electra, thank you. Yes, yeah. it was like if Deadpool was married to Electra, but uh, really married to Gamora, and uh, whose father was the Incredible Hulk. That is like uh, the Adam Project, but it, it stars uh, 
Ryan Reynolds and being a, his normal cocky Deadpool self and uh, involves a little time travel with uh, Gamora and spaceships and everything, but it was a fine movie. A Netflix original, um, Podman Run, I don't think it's anything that you would be interested in. It's a, kid, it doesn't sound like it's it. a kid's movie. Uh, it does have some cussing in it, which is kind of funny. Um, and it's a, probably an above-average sci-fi kid. You know, I kind of classify it and uh, with uh, uh, Spy Kids ish type type uh, movie, but above average, that's okay. I give it a three. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's fair Jacob, any fair you, you say any anything that you've been watching recently? You've been awfully quiet here. Uh, not particularly. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, I've watched TV recently, not really movies. What have you watched? On, well, we're about to get to TV. We're about to get to TV. All right, let's go All to right. TV. All right, Jacob, tell us what we've been missing on TV. Oh, well, I, I haven't watched anything like new, oh new, God. but like I've, I've, uh, I've watched Breaking Bad. It's quite good. Oh, okay. I started it a while ago, and I'm on the last episode now. Oh, it's wow. Well, what are you doing on the podcast? You should jump over and watch that last episode. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, wow. It's All right. Great. Well, has anybody been watching Moon Knight? Yes, let's talk about Moon Knight. Yes. I finished Moon Knight recently. Okay, so you have watched something, Jacob. Well, uh, like a week or two ago. Yeah. Ah. All right, Moon Knight. I watched two to three episodes before I tapped out, so I can't. I can't believe I'm missing anything by not watching it. And uh, but you guys try to convince me otherwise. Yeah, you really aren't. You really aren't. And uh, honestly, the, I, I wouldn't. There's no guarantee we're getting a season two of this. Like Oscar Isaac. Oh, we're not getting a season two. He's supposedly going to be in one of the movies. I forget which one. Uh, the Captain America movie. Captain sure. America 4. But, yeah, he said that um, uh, it was a one and done, but if the, rights, if the right story came along, if the right script came along, he might come back. But then they left the, the, the season on a cliffhanger, like the post-credit scene with the cliffhanger. Uh, the director and producer, yeah, it'd be a real shame if we didn't do any more. They can't get Oscar Isaac to, it sounds like they can't get Oscar Isaac to commit. So, I, I mean. What was it about this script that was so wonderful? If he's uh, waiting for another, if the script is just right, he'll return. Uh, again, I, I you know, freely open admit this is not my moon night and everything, but even though it's not the moon night I, I wanted. Uh, I still, you know, maybe could have gotten into it, but uh, it was so uninteresting to me that uh, yeah, I just it, didn't. It never care. got interesting. It, it was it just weird choices. <clears throat> the you know, it never intersected. If they said this wasn't on Earth six sixteen, it'd been like, yeah, okay. I mean, there was yeah. no overlap with any other Marvel properties. Well, it might not exist at all. They kept flipping to the the psychiatric care facility, and that was never explained at all. It happened a couple times and then didn't exist. So, yeah, so, so maybe it was all in his mind. It up. might okay. be all in his head. All right. The, uh, yeah, uh, you didn't, um, there was just weird choices about, 
and, and it was all it all kind of played out in the finale, uh, Brad. That Jake Lockley was there the whole time, mm-hmm. so it was like you know, the first episode. It kind of jumped between Mark Spector. Well, actually, it was all um, Stephen Grant. Right. He didn't know that Mark Spector existed, and then like right. the end of the first episode, then it was like, oh well, here's Conchu, here's Mark Spector. So then, but then you had things where they kind of hinted that well, neither one was in control. Like, so what was happening? But every time the, the person would lose control, you never saw what happened. You just wake up and everybody was unconscious around him. Right. Yeah. So it's like they never showed some of the bigger fight sequences. <laughs> they never bothered showing. That's the and because they because they didn't show the, the fight sequence, he didn't have to put on a costume. <laughs> so I'm curious if so, I'm sure somebody has, but if they went back through and said, okay, out of the six episodes, I bet you he's not in costume more than 18 minutes wow. of the six full episodes. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was okay, but uh, you know, considering it's never going to, it may never go anywhere. Right. And they spent all this time trying to build this world that, that, we may never see again or never get explanations for. It's like, you know, I I hope I don't see this world again. Be honest with you. I I think the problem with this show was they spent too much time with, I don't even want to say his origin. I don't know what the fuck they spent time on. (laughs) Be honest with you. It made no, I mean, I guess it was his origin. They, they spent the time on, but they, it was so long explaining, and and they didn't need to do all that. And, and the, the 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 villain was. I know everybody's praising the villain that you know Timothy Hutton or whoever the fuck yep, that was. Timothy Hutton, <laughs> Ethan Hawke, you know, and him too. That, that you know that he did such a great job, and yeah, he was okay. But like the villain was boring. It was just this long origin story about these gods and which was silly and then it, then like Jacob was saying they introduced this whole plot line of it all being in his mind and that just kind of went nowhere and made no fucking sense and, uh, you know that would have been interesting well, if we would have bought what I would have liked in this TV show was you already had Moon Knight fighting crime like you know on the streets like he did in the 80s in, in the Bill Sinkovich book, you know, Skid yeah, Row doing the Batman stuff, you know, kicking ass in the street, and then you slowly learn why he's doing it, and then you then you introduce these gods, and then you introduce this why you know he's in the psychiatric ward, you know, that you slowly get into that. They just threw you right in the middle of it, and it made no it just didn't seem to make any sense. Um, I. I, Moon Knight just I don't know just it just made no every time he come on the screen he looked ridiculous <laughs> you know I mean that, that scene at the of the last episode where he's flying through the air was absolutely absurd looking well and we're getting really into and you, you had the Moon Knight finale and then Multiverse of Madness and between uh, Khonshu and uh, uh, Amit fighting over the pyramid, and oh, they both yes. look like they look like Power Ranger yeah. villains. Oh, yeah. And then you, the first ten minutes of Doctor Strange with the the, the tentacle eyeball, I'm like, oh my god, we're really yeah. getting into like the Ivan yeah. Ooze bullshit. 
my favorite part of the whole thing was Conchu, but yeah, you're right. When they were Conchu was fighting, and they were giants, and that wouldn't have been cooler just to have them fighting, you know, thugs on the street, and then have Conchu talking the whole time, yeah, and and not knowing if that's in his mind or not, you know, it's just crazy. I, there was so much potential in this show, and they just fucked it up. I mean, in my opinion, I mean. I, I'm 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 saving up for hope because that last scene where you know Stephen you know uh, Jake Lockley is now the the the, the, the assassin oh. the mercenary the personality the mercenary he's he is now the 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 main personality from Moon Knight you know he could since he's like street level he could go into the street thug you know everyday man fighting crime out there. And instead of the assassin like uh, Stephen Grant, I mean, uh, Mark Spector was yeah. or the, whatever the hell Stephen Grant was. So, but I don't know. There's not going to be a season two. I read somewhere that he's going to be in Captain America, you know, the fourth Captain America. Well, I, I don't know what they're going to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why bother? So I, I feel like it was just a huge mark that they, they, they mistake on it. Well, and uh, back in the day, about probably four years ago, I had a pitch for Moon Knight that would have been in the Netflix series, right? Oh, yeah. That was a good idea. I really, really like that. And so my thought was you have Jake Lockley just appear as this cabbie, just as a, as a background character in you know uh, Daredevil and, and Iron Fist and all. You right. just have this cabbie showing up from time to time, and people don't realize it's just uh, he's just a, you know, uh, he's just a, uh, just a New yeah. Yorker. Yep. He's just just a recurring character. That, you know, maybe he gets in some funny lines or something, and they, people just think he's just background. And then you find out, nope, that's Jake Lockley, and it's Moon Knight. So, and he was there all along. He was in your heart all along. So, well, and I'll tell. Here's the thing, too, Primar. I don't know if you, you picked up on this, but uh, they contradicted themselves when they got to when they showed Mark as a child and his brother. The whole storyline with his brother drowning, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so they're basically, oh, Mark, Stephen was there the whole time. Stephen was there all along. Well, not not based off the first three episodes, and not based on his, you know, his marriage. Right. They they'd never met Stephen before. They'd never met Stephen before, and it, so his wife, who was married to for an extended period of time, never met Stephen. Nope. So, so all of a sudden. You know, now here he is. You hmm. know, and, so, and and Jake Lockley's been there the entire time. So it's like, how does how does that work? It just didn't make like, any how, sense. It just didn't make any sense. It's like they contradicted themselves and didn't bother explaining it. It was like they went for a twist without it being earned at all. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there was there was so much that, like I said, that Conchu looked cool. The the costume could have used some. That could have been a. The, the first costume and yeah. then at the end graduate towards what we're more you know know him at to wear in the comic <clears throat> you know there was so much they could have done with this and like I said start start with him just fighting crime and then slowly get into the origin and then if you want to do that whole you know it's all in his head do that in like the last couple of episodes or I don't know maybe season two if they do that but man they just crammed all that origin shit and, and the gods were like 
normal looking people in, in this temple, and that made no fucking sense. Well, those weren't the gods, those were the avatars of the gods. Yeah, yeah it, made, it made no sense. It was just terrible. I mean, just, I don't know. Uh, it, it got to a little bit outworldish. Um, for for uh, for for Moon Knight for for Moon Knight and for a Marvel TV show again it doesn't need yeah. to be that complicated people but uh, no all right well you've not convinced me to uh, to to actually finish watching it uh, Jacob anything else to add here uh no I mean it was I think it's pretty good but they just kind of threw stuff at the wall and it didn't land all right all right I think they were having so much fun with. Uh, Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac, one of the fuck his name is. Um, they, Timothy you know, Hutton. He was doing those wacky uh, voices and, you know, d- doing different personalities. I think they were just so pleased with, you know, him doing all that. They, they kind of, uh, well, we don't need to. We'll make it up as we go along. Yeah, fuck it. He's just yeah. wacky with this. This is great. Um, so do more of that. All right, so not not a recommended watch. No, no. Uh, I'd give it a two. I went a six for Multiverse of Madness and a two for Moon Knight. <laughs> I'd give it a three. Yeah, at least at least a three. I'd give it a three. I mean, I can I can appreciate uh, like it wasn't. I didn't walk away from the episodes going. And I've wasted my time, but uh, but at the same time, I'm like it could have been so much better. Yeah, yeah. I wasted so. my time. Yeah, and I, I refuse to waste my time. All right, speaking of Not wasting, my age, I ain't got much time to waste. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of wasting time, a lot of uh, a lot of time traveling uh, Star Trek stuff happening between Picard. Uh, what's the uh, Brave New Generations? I mean, there's all kinds of strange new worlds, right? Strange new generations, yeah. Well, yep. since Brian hasn't finished his Picard, we will wait until we'll talk about that next time. So, all right, we'll talk about Strange New Worlds. Oh, we'll talk about Strange New Worlds. So, oh, we'll talk about Strange. So, new Strange New Worlds is this the one with Pike? This is the the. Show with Pike. Pike is uh, what's going on? I'm uh, yeah, I keep hearing uh, something going on in the. Uh... Good lord! What, <laughs> what was that? Did Jacob fall down the stairs? Jacob he knocked over, over. He knocked over knocked that off US, my uh, Infinity fine. Gauntlet. Yes, yeah, it's fine. Damn you! He was literally just sitting there. What the hell happened? <laughs> He tripped over that stupid uh, USS flag thing that you can't oh, miss. God. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> Strange New Worlds, Brave New Worlds. Strange New Worlds takes place uh, with the Enterprise before Captain Kirk was the captain, was uh, captained by uh, Christopher Pike, who they recast in Discovery, the Star Trek TV show Discovery. In season two, I believe it was. It was season two. And they recast Anson Mount, who also is known for in that terrible Inhumans show as Black Bolt. Um, Anson Mount is Captain Pike. And he was so good in uh, season two of Discovery that they brought back uh, the Enterprise crew and under his watch and uh, made this show which takes place a good 
five to ten years before Captain Kirk took over the Enterprise. Okay. So, um, Anson Mount is incredible. He is fantastic. Uh, I I don't have enough good things to say about him. He is, he is really great in this role. Um, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, she's she's a, she's number one, which was originally played by Miguel Barrett back in the the original Star Trek pilot, The Cage, where um, she was number one to um, uh, I can't think of the actor who played Christopher Pike back then. You mean the Glass Menagerie, right? Uh, the Glass Menagerie was taken was the two part star where they reused the pilot. Yeah, well, they or, yeah. reused the pilot. They chopped it up because the pilot wasn't originally picked up. Um, so they chopped it up and reused it in a two-part um, where Christopher Pike, where they showed that original episode, and it's really too confusing to go into. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, she, Rebecca Ramon, takes over the uh, number one position. <laughs> and those are the only two characters from the cage that they that they have from that original Star Trek pilot. Jeffrey Hunter, he's the one that played uh, Christopher Pike in the original. Spock was well, in the original. You're right. You're right. Spock. Um, Leonard Nimoy was Spock in the original. He's the only one that was that was left over from the original that made it to the regular series. There you go. So you have those three, which which has kind of turned out to be the the three main characters in this this show. I don't like the guy who, who plays Spock. I just he just does not do it. He just I don't know. Well, Uhura like is him. not well cast either. Uhura, I was just about to get to that. I don't like anything where you have the rather Star Trek people that came in with Kirk in this show. The only one that should be in this show is Spock. We should be introduced to nobody else. And now we've got Uhura as a cadet. Chapel. Yeah, and we got Nurse Chapel as a, I don't know what the fuck, I guess just a nurse. And I don't know, just, and now, oh, and don't let's not forget, we have Jim Kirk's, James T. Kirk's brother. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the big surprise at the end of the episode. So you left out some stuff. Because of, um, uh, what happened in Dis- uh, Discovery, uh, Pike is having flashes of his future where, you know, where he's he's left disfigured and paralyzed at the uh, uh, from the glass menagerie. Right. So so he's having flashes of that. And they keep saying that uh, the Lieutenant Kirk's going to be joining the crew. Lieutenant, jo- uh, Lieutenant they tease wow. it through the whole episode. Lieutenant Kirk's coming. And he shows up on the deck, and uh, you know he's he's got a mustache, and which was kind of a nice nod, but uh, but it's not James T. Kirk. Hashtag not it's my Kirk. Not my Kirk. Hashtag my, it's Samuel Kirk, J, uh, Kirk's well, older well. brother. Which I mean, which uh, Samuel Kirk does exist, and and didn't Shatner play Samuel Kirk in the episode? He and he, he had a mustache. He was dead. He was dead. Uh. He was dead. Literally, he was dead on the ground. But he had a mustache. He had a mustache. It was just William Shatner dead on the ground with a mustache. So that was pretty much it. But, you know, I, just, oh, I hate this retcon stuff. I, this is why 
I don't like them going back and redoing these shows. That's why I don't like Discovery. That Discovery took place before the original series. I don't like this taking place before the original series. You know, you have a so much that they can cover with Star Trek. You have 20, what, 25 years after the last Next Generation stuff. You could go see where everybody's up to, but no, we, we're going to go revisit this stuff and we're going to recast actors. And I don't know. I just, but, but so far you're saying that you don't like that, but so far from what I've read, this is the best Star Trek show around. And don't, and, don't let them fool you, Brad. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. They did fool me. Here's the reason why they're saying it's the best. And this kind of goes to a conversation I had with a friend of mine uh, yesterday, but the uh, uh, the reason PMR loves Anson Mount is because he's playing Kirk. Mm. I mean, he's 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 playing playing he's playing against type for Starfleet, oh, okay. right? He's not playing Picard. He's not playing that straight laced uh, uh, you know Starfleet captain. He's playing a Kirk style captain. He's playing. He is playing. I, I've got a hand at Anson Mount. If you want were to watch. I mean, that original, that pilot episode with Jeffrey Hunter, which is the only episode he ever was in, he's he's pretty much nailed how you would think this captain would be. Yeah. I, and yeah, it is Kirk, but it's more of a more of a it's a it's a really a cross between Picard and Kirk. You know, he's he's more of a sensible man like Picard, but with a little bit of a rebel aspect like Kirk and he, he combines the two which is what if you watch that original one with Pike and I think that's why they didn't really go with Pike that's uh, how Jeffrey Hunter played the part and uh, Anthony Mount does a great job of it I mean he's he does, he's he's the only good thing about that show and <laughs> you know what I, I do like Re- Rebecca Romaine or I think she does a great number one also I, I think them two and if they were to leave Spock out of it and all these other fuckers that all of a sudden, you know, uh, they were aboard the Enterprise before anybody else was, then yeah. I think you would have a decent show. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Right. I, I do like the – I do like the – it's not serialized. So you don't have – you don't okay. have to watch it week from week. It's, a, it's more like – Standalone episodes. I mean, they, they're building on the characters, but they're not. You don't have to watch each episode. Right. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So it's like the old Star Trek, where it's just like, it is. Uh, just okay. I like that. Uh, something that came up uh, in a conversation I had yesterday that I mentioned a second ago. Uh, a buddy of uh, we went on a out with a couple friends of ours, and the husband is a Star Trek fan, yeah. and he was talking about he wanted to go back and rewatch like from the beginning of next generation. And he was like, it's rough. Like getting through that first season of, of next generation is rough. And I told him, well, yeah. And I told him, you know, you know why it's rough, right? I mean, PMR, you know why it's rough is because, uh, Gene Roddenberry was the executive producer, right? And Gene Roddenberry hated Kirk. Hated Kirk. And so it goes back to what you were talking about a second ago. You know, the original pilot not getting picked up and then and, and the network adding Kirk. He always resented Kirk. He never liked Kirk. He didn't like that character. 
character. And so when Next Generation came along, it was his chance to do it his way. Yeah. And those first couple seasons of yeah. Next Generation are rough. Oh, it is. Because Gene Roddenberry was this peaceful, you know, peaceful man. He, he wanted the, the greater good, and everything was happy, happy, joy, joy. Right. And, you know, the world was just pretty and everything, and he wanted a, a captain like that. And this was in the, the 60s, so, you know, network TV was still coming back from westerns and stuff like that, spy movies and stuff. They, they wanted an action show, and what they got was like a thinking man show. And they were like, no, we got to add something to this. So that's why they beefed up Kirk and, you know, and did that. Well, like Brian said, you know, when Next Generation came around, you know, they gave uh, Ron Barry the reins. And, yeah, they backed up the truck full of cash and said, do what you want. And that's how we got Picard. And then we got but, Picard. You know, thanks. You know, but Patrick Stewart actually, you know, did a decent job, and the rest is history, other than this new Picard show, which is total trash, but, you know. But, uh, but anyway, I, Strange New World, I'd I give it a three. I mean, I I tried to watch the second episode, and I about fell asleep. Oh, wow. It was all about her. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was so boring. It was like, oh, my God. Was, that is not just, encouraging. No, it, it's just... Just was not interesting whatsoever. So, and I know everybody's praising it. You know, maybe it gets some legs, and it'll it'll I'll continue to watch it and see if I uh, will warm up to it a little bit. But I don't know. So far, I'm right, not off, optimistic. Off to a little bit of a rocky start there. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I actually like I actually like what they've done with God on. Bad as it's the all woke and everything, Discovery has been interesting to me because they they flung them so far into the future. So, you know, which is what they should have done to begin with, and that's been a little bit more interesting to me than the stuff in the past. So, although I do not, the thing I don't like about Discovery is the the, the serialized. You know. It's, yeah, this one big story arc that gets kind of old after a while. All right, so so, so anyway, that's that's my review. That's that's my review of the Star Trek universe. So nothing, nothing's oh, nothing saved it yet. When do we hit Picard? Oh, when wow. do we hit Picard? Oh. Sounds like you would like to hit Picard. Oh, terrible show. Is how is that? Is uh, you fixing that Rubik's cube there, buddy? Uh, what's going on there, Jacob? Uh, yeah. transfer, sorry. Right, okay. So, Jacob, what are you watching? We haven't heard from you. I know. I'm uh, trying just, to get him to talk. Uh, Moon Knight, Breaking Bad, uh, <laughs> Severance. You watch Severance? Severance is. You I, liked Severance in the beginning. I, I, I described it well at dinner. Uh, it, it starts off strong, and it's like it's it seems to be going in the direction of being a very artistic show and being very weird and uh, all over the place, which was kind of what I would would have liked going into it. And like it, uh, like a show that like a thing in my show that keeps you guessing and on your feet and like, is this real? Is this not? And it just, 
like they try and do a bunch of different stuff by the end and it just all comes crashing down. It's, and it's really because it's two stories that don't intersect until the very end, but they compete against each other hmm. the entire time. Well, give us a little background on the show. What's, what's the show about? Uh, so the show is about the, the idea is that you have your home life and your work life and they're completely separate. Hence the name severance. So your severed self is the one that goes to work and your normal self is the one that just has a, has a normal life. And so when you go into work, they'll, uh, sever your mind into the, they'll switch your consciousness into the second. So, and and it's, your, it's still your body, but it's, it's like two different, it's like, uh, two different personalities and going down this elevator is flips the switch and they have a massive extensive, uh, like deep underground workspace for seemingly thousands of people because it's, it seems as if it's an endless maze. But you never see thousands of people. You never see thousands of people. Uh, it, it sticks to four people, the macro data refinement, uh, group, and then it, it, uh, like when it starts, there's a change in management. So like one of the, one of the people left, but you don't know why they left because they, they explain that typically they leave a little exit video and like saying goodbye to everybody and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, it, that's not explained. And then, uh, the story like starts to go and then you find out that that guy got, uh, re like the severance was reversed. And so both lives got merged into one. And so you go through his story of like battle, like, uh, figuring out what's real and what's not, uh, going back to old memories that he didn't have. And so that is what was really interesting at the time. But then they just, and, and then they start to hint at, uh, Oh, what's his name? The just, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Uh, Adam Scott, as if they're going to do that with him too. But then they just kind of mm-hmm. like push that to the side and then start focusing on the. They're called innies, but the uh, like the innie storyline, and then all the stuff with him getting unsevered gets pushed to the side, and it's it just all kind of. It's like a big bowl of spaghetti, and it all tangles together, and nothing comes. Did, is it possible that this was going to be a mini series uh, or a limited series, and they decided no, we want to we want to expand the story and make this uh, another season? Yeah, probably. And so they start. It sounds like they're adding additional like story elements to stretch what wasn't originally supposed to be a multi series, a multi seasons uh, show. Yeah, that's that's probably what it was because they like through the whole thing. It's like. He, the reason he got severed was because his wife died and he thought it'd be easier to live with the, the reality of that. If he didn't have to deal with it half the time. Okay. And so uh, that's, that's, a, that's a, an interesting reason. But then they, at the end, they, they uncover that his wife is alive and she's in the oh. severed and that's it. And like, she's been tested on and stuff like that. And she's experiment. So it's like you're supposed to think that she was pronounced dead and then taken by the big corporation. 
So severance, what would you give the your uh, out of uh, a PMR rating of one through five? One through five, I'd give it. A, I don't want to give it a two because I like the show, but I just feel like, I feel like they just need to do stuff to like rein it in, you know. So that's a three. Get on with it. Get on with it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I watched it, and uh, I agree with you, Jacob, uh, 100%. It, it started out really good. It was like, oh, wow, this is really – this is interesting, and it had a cool concept. And, you know, the first episode was really good. The second episode was pretty good. And then by the third episode, it would seem like it just dragged on. It was like, yeah. oh, my God, oh, we get it. We know. So what's what is – going on i mean you know it got to a point where it's like i didn't care what was going on anymore because it dragged it on so much yeah finally it got better towards the the second to the last episode and the last episode was really good but you know i could have watched one and two and nine and ten and and got the gist of what was going on because there was so much filler in there it was like Mm -hmm. oh my jesus christ so yeah, that was my whole thing with it. I I, I think the next season will be great. I mean, it, it ended really good. Uh, oh yeah, okay. this... uh, but, but it was just kind of those middle episodes. I, I mean, I was falling asleep in them. They were just wow. so dry. Well, it doesn't dry. take much. <laughs> well, that's true. It's like yeah, it's like they were just setting up a bunch of different stuff that didn't have any payoff. Yeah, like the goats, yeah. the goats room. Like, yeah, what the fuck is all that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of that, just that weird stuff. I mean, the yeah. whole the whole picture thing and what they're doing. And uh, I mean, and like I said, it was don't set up that stuff and then not answer at least something. Give you yeah. something they could be doing. I mean, because after a while, you're just kind of like, oh, now I just don't fucking care. You know, it's, I mean, I've been watching this and I'm not getting <laughs> any answers at all. Right. So. Fuck it, you know? Who gives a shit now? Oh, yeah. So, Who gives a shit? And I, I, I'm with you. I'd, I'd give it a three also. You know, I, I'm going to watch it when it comes back on because, you know, now I'm invested in it. But, oh, yeah. Know, I, I hope they don't drag it. Even more. Filler episodes, yeah. I mean, so anyway, that's my... Now Brad, have y'all watched it? I know Suzanne. My wife absolutely loves it and thinks it's the greatest show that's ever been on TV after Breaking (laughs) Bad. Uh, But no, I haven't. I've watched the first episode and that's it. I've got no time for that. I haven't watched it all because you know what I have been watching? What? Bosch Legacy. Oh, I gotta watch that. It may be too late. Oh, oh, you haven't watched Bosch Legacy? You haven't watched Bosch Legacy yet? No, no, no. But all the first six episodes are out. They dropped all six. Why not? Oh. Uh, is it good? Maddie's a boot. She's in. She's in training for the uh, West uh, uh, West Hollywood uh, division. Tell me, she gets a gunshot to the face. Oh, Bosch, uh, Bosch is pulled in to investigate a uh, a billionaire's. Uh, Long lost love and her potential and his potential son. Mm. Oh, all right. Um, you've got uh, it's Will, uh, William De- William Devane from uh, Knox Landing is is said billionaire. Uh, you've got um, 
uh, uh, Phil Lamar. Is it Phil Lamar? Uh, Phil Lamar. Jackie Chan, Jackie uh, Childs. Yeah, Jackie Childs uh, is kind of taking the uh, um, the chief of police role. Oh wow! I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to deliver his best. Bosh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, Phil Lamar is uh, is uh, uh, <laughs> it's one of the attorneys on the show, or or uh, works for like the police commissioner or something like that. But uh, uh, so Phil Lamar's there. Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, same what old Bosh. Thing I gotta watch. What's it on? Freeform or something? Uh, Freevee. It's it's it was going to be IMDb. And then they rebranded IMDb because IMDb is apparently owned by Amazon. So if you go to Amazon Prime, it'll be there. Oh, okay. But when you launch it, it's going to show. So you could watch it for free on Freevee or watch it on Amazon Prime. Okay, I watch it on right. Amazon Prime. Right. But yeah, it's it's sitting there on Amazon Prime. And then uh, so those six episodes are out. Uh, I don't think that's the full season. I think they're just doing it in chunks because Prime does that sometimes. And then apparently, I think yesterday, or not yesterday, um, Friday, uh, Lincoln Lawyer launched mm-hmm. on Netflix. Wow. So. You get your boss feel here. I know. We've established Lincoln Lawyer is, is uh, Bosch, uh, Harry Bosch's step, yeah, his half-brother. Because his so, mom was a whore. Because his mom <laughs> was a whore. No, she's a prostitute. No, I don't think it was from the mother, though. I think it's the father. I think what they're going to say is the father, because, like, um, uh, Mickey Gall, his dad was, like, a lawyer or a judge or something like that. And so Mickey Gall, his dad, uh, slept with Harry's mother, who was a whore. And uh, that's where Harry came from. And then uh, Mickey Gall is uh, is the Lincoln lawyer. So we got a whole uh, uh, Michael Connolly uh, universe. It's the uh, it's the Bosch uh, MCU. I uh, hope we can uh, get a crossover. That'd be great. BCU. Bosch Cin- Cinematic Bosch. Universe. <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah, I can't believe you haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't. I need, I to, watch. I need to watch it. I know how you love Bosch. I want to see Maddie see be a cop. You know. Oh, and she's screwing up left and right. Everybody hates Maddie. I hate Maddie. Well, uh, so do her tos. I think she's. I think she's on the spectrum, just like Bosh. Uh, just like her. Yeah, she. Uh, she does some stupid shit. Well, so I don't doubt it. I mean, being a cop was the first stupid shit. She did. But yeah, the uh, uh, Bosch legacy. All right. We can start a Bosch. And now we got we can st- look. We can honestly between Lincoln Lawyer and uh, Bosch Legacy, we can finally start the Bosch Cast. The Bosch Cast. I think we should do it. I hope it's right. so done yeah. the Bosch. <laughs> God. Review each episode as they come out. I mean, they're they're comedy gold. Compelling <laughs> stuff, I'm sure. Oh, they are. <laughs> Bosch. Bosch. All right. Well, very good. That's all I got. Well, what do we, what do we got to look forward to now? Uh, Thor. Thor. That's not till July, right? No, we got uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, we got and, Top Gun. Uh, yeah. yeah, Top Gun Maverick, Jurassic Park. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. They're saying it's the 
It's getting really good reviews. People are wow. saying it's it's the best legacy like <laughs> reboot or legacy movie. sequel. Yeah, it's <laughs> the best Top Gun movie. <laughs> the reviews are in. So, oh god! It's, it's if there's one Top Gun movie you see, forget about the one Maverick. from 1986. <laughs> <laughs> see this one. Oh, I like Top Gun. Oh. But yeah, so we got Top Gun Maverick. We got. Um, Jurassic Park, and then in July we've got Thor. Uh, but yeah, as far as TV stuff goes, I mean, we're Marvel doesn't have anything coming out. We have Marvel stuff coming out. Obi Wan's coming Obi-Wan. out pretty soon, right? Obi Wan's coming out. That's Star Wars. Yeah, I can't but get I, enough of that Tatooine. I can't. Well, uh, the Grand Inquisitor looks idiotic. <laughs> Like uh, they, uh, um, like a dope. they hired or they cast Rupert uh, Friend from uh, um, Homeland and and other stuff. Yeah, as the Grand Inquisitor, oh, and God, like his freaking head. It's, it's just the makeup. Like they've done it, be- like they they've done it really good in the past because it's like supposed to be the like the. Thin. It's yeah. He's supposed to have like an elongated head oh, from, the, from the Clone Wars. Yeah, he, it, he looks idiotic. He looks so stupid. So hopefully, and they said that Darth Maul is not in it, and there was never a plan to have Darth Maul in the show. Why bother? So well, because his whole thing ended in Rebels. That's probably why. Yeah, but it was still like the final showdown of Obi Wan and Darth Maul. But uh, yeah, so. All right. I guess we'll see. We'll see. I just can't. I can't seem to get. Uh, Star Wars has never been my favorite thing, and oh, yeah. uh, like there's there's done nothing to redeem themselves. No, not at all. So. Uh, well, I tell you, between Star Wars, Star Trek, and Marvel, I don't know what you boys are going to be watching much longer because it sounds like it's all sucks. You guys are going to be like me does. and just drop out and just stop uh, watching boring, st- horrible stuff. That's why I've. I I'm just going to keep watching everything, Bosh. everywhere, all at once yeah. on repeat. And Bosch. And Bosch. And Bosch. <laughs> all right. Well, very good. Well, we'll hopefully we'll have some good TV and some good movies uh, at some point. But until next time, Jacob. Save it for the podcast. There you go.